Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Welcome back to another episode here of View from the Bullens. I'm, of course, The Bobble and joining me is Paul Draper. And this is the weekly catch-up. Paul, another week as an Evertonian. We'll start off with Everton's behind-closed-doors friendly against AC Monza, or a training match, shall we call it, Everton 2 AC Monza 2 at Goodison Park. Two goals for, for Everton, scored by Lewis Dobbin and Neil Morpe. 2-2 two, two draw against Monza. They're a decent outfit. They're, they're actually a pretty good outfit in reality. Do you, do you read anything into that? We haven't really read much into any pre-season game yet, have we, in reality? No, I think it was all about getting minutes for Dominic Harvard-Lewin, mm. especially, and Vitaly Mikolenko making his return, obviously, first out of the pre-season for them. As you know, we don't read much into pre-season. It's all about fitness, building your minutes and getting prepared for the season opening next week against Fulham. It's always good. I know we'll probably mention him later. It's always good to see people stand out and probably try and take their chance, as in was Lewis Dobbin, who, according to people that were there, like the club staff and obviously what's been mentioned by yourself and other media outlets, he was he was very, very good in that game. Obviously, a very good goal, which was which he posted himself on his, mm. on his uh, social media and a good assist for Neil Morpe. So... I think it's all. It is always good to get these young lads and and the players that are maybe out of favour during the season to come back strong and try and take try and take the chance by the scruff of the neck. But however, it was all based on Dominic Carver Lewin and Vitaly Mikolenko probably getting minutes and hopefully Carver Lewin being fit for Fulham. Yeah, absolutely. It's always important for, for certain players to get minutes and like you've just touched on the likes of Dominic Carver and one also a couple of other players like Jared Brunthwaite, some big minutes for him as well. James Garner 
Amadou Nana, some really, really key minutes. And also Jao Virginia getting another 90. I think that was quite important. But you've just touched on, on Lewis Dobbin. Yeah, I was told regarding Lewis Dobbin that he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was told he's one of the best players on the pitch. His goal, which everyone has now seen on social media, was an, an absolute fantastic piece of individual skill and a brilliant, brilliant finish at any level of the game. And obviously a, a really good assist for Neil Morpé's goal where Morpé then rounded the keeper and, and put it into the back of the net. But I was told Dobbin was excellent, absolutely electric. And, you know, we spoke about youngsters at Everton, haven't we? And coming through the academy, we've obviously lost Lewis Warrington to Plymouth on loan. Lewis Gibson's left on a free. Isaac Price obviously left on a free. A number of other youngsters have left the football club, including Ellis Sims to, to Coventry. One player that has probably come out of this pre-season or co- is coming out of this pre-season a lot stronger than when he started is that of Lewis Dobbin, isn't it? Yeah, I remember you and me spoke here, of, I think it was about two weeks ago now, and we focused on the youngsters and the business that had been done in and around the league. And you asked me, who did I think out of youngsters had the best chance to make it out of it? And I always said, in terms of raw talent and ability, I think Lewis Dobbin was the one. He's always been a player that I think is capable to reach a very high level. He's got a high ceiling for me, probably needs to bulk up a bit, but that will come with time, as we've seen with the other youngsters. But yeah, and obviously Daish did mention, I think it was to the Athletic after Stoke, Lewis Dobbin is doing himself no harm and he's been absolutely fantastic. Mm, yeah, this pre-season. he was very impressed with him, wasn't he, Dodge? Yeah, Michael Keane mentioned it, I think it was mm. earlier this morning too, in an interview. So yeah, it's always good to see players like that after maybe difficult loan spells, I think performance-wise it weren't the worst for him at Derby last season, but his numbers obviously weren't as good as he would have he would have thought of himself. So yeah, and it gives Dyche an option, especially with... Outgoings and injuries, Damari Gray and McNeil. Obviously, Awobi's future really is up in the air without signing the contract. It gives him another option and and someone to push those starters and to make and to raise the standards of the team. Do you think he's capable of, of pushing those sort of senior players at Everton this season? I, you know, would you prefer him to have a loan in the Championship? Would you prefer him to stay with the first team and stay with Sean Dyche and, and maybe develop at Goodison Park? What, what do you think the future holds for Lewis Dobbin? Ideally, he should go out on loan this season, probably to the Championship and try and get himself between the 30-36 game mark or even the 40-46, however however many they play in the Championship playoffs included. But if there isn't many options attacking-wise, let's say if the window doesn't go to plan, Mm. then there might be a shout for him to stay six months and sort of come on games and impact games when opposition defenders, centre-halves are tired. So... It just depends on how the transfer window goes with uh, with Lewis Dobbin. I think I think Dice would like to have a look at him, especially early doors before the window shuts. And I think he'll go out on loan late in the window, probably to to a Championship club. Yeah, I think that's what pro- that's probably in Sean Dice's mind to play Ashley Young. I obviously don't know what they've spoken of um, when when he they were in talks to bring Ashley Young to Goodison Park, but Sean Dice knows him. He's I think he was Ashley Young's captain at Wofford, if I'm not wrong. They know each other really well. Ashley Young knows how Sean Dyche works, how how his meth what his methods of working are, his ethos, how hard working they are, the whole coaching staff. So yeah, I think Ashley Young has been brought in to start at a, at left back or even right back if needed. I don't think Sean Dyche fully trusts Nathan Patterson yet, and with Seamus Coleman obviously still out injured and still getting still recovering from that horrific knee injury that he that he was on the and that Leicester so yeah 
I think Ashley Young will be a big, big part in the season. So you think Deutsch is going to maybe favour Ashley Young? Another position that we're going to talk about is the centre-half position. James Tarkowski's played a lot of minutes this pre-season already, so we'd all envisage and imagine he's obviously Everton's number one centre-half for the season. It's the other centre-half position that is maybe a little bit up for debate a little bit more. Michael Keane is featured there heavily again this pre-season. And as we know, Sean Deutsch is a fan of Michael Keane and he feels like he can trust him. He's worked with him at Burnley as well. But Everton have the returning Jared Branthwaite, don't they, from a really successful loan spell at PSV Eindhoven. Do you think Michael Keane's going to start centre-half and then it's up for Jared Branthwaite to dislodge Michael Keane? Um I'm not sure I remember we were together at Stoke and as soon as the lineup dropped, I said to you, I think Michael Keane starts at Fulham because mm. he starts at Stoke. But then obviously Jarrett came in half time. Think he did a think he did a good job in that second half. I think he put a good shift in and he played, I think it was the he played the full ninety midweek against the Monza. So I think right now it's literally up for grabs. It's a fifty fifty cha- challenge between them, if you want to call it like that. It, it'll be It'll be key to see who starts at on Saturday against Sporting Lisbon. I think if Jared starts, that basically buries it. Do you think Dodge is going to start with his, his base, his preferred 11 yeah, for the that, game? I yeah. think that's normally what clubs do when it yeah. gets to the last preseason game. You normally go in, not hard, but you you try and get your, your first 11, try and get them as many minutes as possible, maybe mm. 70, 75, and then you start doing a lot of substitutions. So I'd like to see Blanthry start personally. I'd think we've all seen what Michael Keane's got to offer and it's, I haven't got nothing against the lad. I think he's, from what you can see, he is a really, really sound, sound fella. But I think we've already seen Michael Keane's best games in Everton shirt. And I am excited to see what Branthwaite can offer. And again, it's it just gives the fans a boost if you see Jared Branthwaite come back from loan and, and go straight into the eleven. As As I said, I think it was last week with you, if... Jared Banthwaite had been signed from PSV Eindhoven and not returning on loan, I think it wouldn't even be a debate personally. Mm, great point that was actually. Yeah, it was a really, really good point what you said but, there last week in terms of Jared Branthwaite. If we had assigned him from PSV Eindhoven for, say, £20 million, you would have expected him to go straight back into the team, regardless of who was, or straight into the team, shall I say, not back into the team, straight into the team, regardless of who was at the centre-half position. So, yeah, that was a, a really, really good point. But the curtain is closing on pre-season now. Let's just yep. have it right. We've got Sporting Lisbon on Saturday at Goodison Park. It's one last chance for Dyke maybe to tinker with a few things, to look at a few players before the real, real stuff starts the following against Fulham. What do you think to the pre-season? Do you think it's been a successful pre-season? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, 
for me, a successful preseason is being as fit as you possibly can be and being prepared for the first game of the season. It's not about the results. I think, obviously, we want more goals in the team. We need attacking reinforcements. We know that. But if, let's say, if Dominic Carver-Lewin is fit to start against Fulham, then, funny enough, for me, it's been a successful preseason. Yeah. Because I think the whole team, they look fit. They look ready to go. We look solid at the back. I think you mentioned it with Ben. We look really, really solid. And we seem Structurally to have, sound, I said, yeah. Structurally. We seem to have improved defensively and structurally shape-wise. But as long as Dominic Carver-Lewin is fine to play 90 minutes against Fulham or 75-80, then that would have been successful because with Dominic Carver-Lewin, we are a completely different team. And if he's not ready to play next Saturday, come three o'clock, I'll, I'll be worried for that game. Mm. Well, three players that haven't really featured in pre-season. JP Kabamin, the forgotten man, hasn't featured at all. He is still in Paris recovering from an injury that kept him out of the end of last season. He's doing a bit of rehabilitation in France. Andre Gomez has played minimal minutes during pre-season. And Mason Holgate has also played minimal minutes. Has he even played? He, he has. He played at Tramir. So... Those three players have been told they can leave the football club. They've been made surplus to requirements by manager Sean Deitch. They're also pretty much all reasonably happy to leave, but there's got to be the right club, the right offer and everything else that goes along with it. Are you happy with that? Is that the right call by Deitch to, to finally maybe end those three player careers at Everton and move them on? Yeah, really. I think Gabarin and Gomez should have been gone a long time ago, really. I think Gomez hasn't wanted to be here for... At least two seasons now, I'd say. Gabamin, I'd be surprised if he's ever wanted to be. I know he's had... Gabamin, he's had awful luck with injuries. We all know that. And he'll never be the player that we signed who was... I think you told me he was highly looked out for in Europe. A lot of clubs were after him. And it was seen as quite a good signing when we when we managed to secure his services. But didn't work out. Unfortunately, these things happen in football. You get freak injuries and then you get another freak injury it's just unfortunate to the poor lad but yeah we need them to sort of move on to then also bring other players and even if you're not getting big transfer fees I don't know about JP Gabon but Andre Gomez and Mason Allgate they nearly account for 200 grand a week it's, it's, it's around 250,000 approximately for Mason Holgate, Andre Gomez and JP Gabon in the three of them per week so that is a quarter of a million pound a week that is not mm. that we don't really need that we're wasting because mm. none of them are part of the plans. Gomez has got a bit of value about him now. He, he's coming off a good season on loan at Lille. How much would you take for Gomez? Just cover his wages. I would just someone that could. Would you wages. happily loan him out for free? Yeah. They cover the wages for his final year. Yeah. Yeah. Probably for for all three of them. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Mm, and me. I mean, Everton. I've tried to negotiate with JP Kabamin to terminate his contract, but they failed. With original talks, they failed to, to terminate his contract. They wouldn't. JP Cabana's representative was not happy with the settlement figure. Um, but yeah, I, I'd get that. If all three did leave the football club on a, on a loan and they just covered the wages, I'd understand that. And it's another year not, gone. Not even on a loan. Even even if they move straight away on a free transfer, we don't get any transfer fee. But the, mm. the club signing them covers their wages. I, I would be completely happy with that. So Mason Holgate, do you think that, we'll look at him specifically, Andrew Gomez and JP Cabana have been on the periphery of Everton for a, a little while now, but Mason Holgate has been in and around the first team for a few years. Do you think that, do you think his time is up at Everton? Yeah, he's he's not, he's not, in, he's out of favour with Dyche, obviously. He's, I don't know, I think we've got five centre-halves, he's probably even six now, but there's pr probably Reese Welsh is ahead, of, is ahead of him or any any of the kids that he seem to be ahead of him because I know you mentioned he played that time here, but really, that's an Everton under-21 pre-season game, really. So I don't think he's been involved with the first team at all. But he's 
Again, unfortunately, he had a very good season on the Carlo Ancelotti. That's when he got his big new contract. And ever since, he, he had an injury then that pre-season when he looked like he was going to kick on starting the back four. I think it was him and Branthwaite, actually, that we had back then. And it was always the talk of who can these two play together in, in a centre-back pairing. And it just since that injury, it hasn't worked out for him. He is versatile. We have seen him play left-back, right-back, centre-half. Midfield, especially at that game at Old Trafford, but it hasn't worked out for him. And the best for him, because he is still only relatively young, is probably to go and play football and enjoy enjoy his football elsewhere. Mm. Well, one person that has left Goodison Park is an isn't he's not a player. He's Everton's first ever kit man. The king. He was the kit man in the nineteen nineties. Jimmy Martin has announced his retirement from Everton Football Club as the first team kit man, and uh, uh, such a long stint. At Everton, been there since the mid '80s, but he actually became the kit man in the in the '90s. He used to drive the team coach with Howard Kendall. He was the second kit man in Division One at the time. Manchester United had one kit man, and they were the only club. And Everton was second, but he was Everton's first ever kit man. Just a special mention for for Jimmy Martin. Uh, uh, what a stint he has done for that football club. You know, uh, it's a bit of a thankless task, a kit man. Um, you know, for someone that's worked in football, works in football, it, it, it is a thankless task. And for Jimmy Martin to have done it for that long at the top of the game, where they're long hours, believe me, long, long hours, long days. And for him to have done it for so long and now to be well into his 70s, it, it's a fantastic achievement by Jimmy Martin. And I think everyone here at Even the Bullins wishes him all the very, very best in his retirement and thank him for his services to the football club. He's been a mainstay again since the mid eighties. He's seen so many people come and go through that door, but he has been one of the mainstays. And, you know, speaking to some former players that have, that have played for Everton and know Jimmy as friends, Michael Ball being one who obviously comes on this podcast frequently. He knows Jimmy as a friend. He says to me, it's people that like, like him, that make a football club, that make it fun to go into training each day, that make you feel welcome when a new player arrives, that makes you feel settled and everything that along that along goes with that. So, yeah, a, a, a huge, huge best of luck to Jimmy Martin for his retirement. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, you'd like to say a quick, quick word. He's been absolutely tremendous. With the, when you see him on the pitch, people see him with the bag and when they're taking off the warm-up jackets just before kick-off, people may just see him, who's that guy? That's Jimmy Martin with the white hair. A fantastic achievement. Yeah, really, every, most Everton fans really know Jimmy Martin. He's one of them personalities that at clubs, they are behind the scenes and you don't really know them, but everyone hears of them and how important they are behind the scenes to sort of keep the 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 training ground going, the nice spirits. Everyone has always mentioned about how Jimmy is really, really, really liked everywhere. Mm. Everyone absolutely loves him. He's a fantastic man. And yeah, I really hope he enjoys his retirement. He's been here. For, I I don't know Everton without Jimmy Martin really as the mm. kid man. I, I was obviously born after he started, so it's it's like it feels a bit strange that he won't be there anymore. I mm. know he's only a kid man, but it, as I said, he's one of them personalities that are around the clubs, and you sort of and you sort of have a sort not a connection with, but you know who they are, and you sort of feel like oh yeah, he, he, he's he's a good man. And he's somebody, mm, he's a blue. He, yeah, he's one of us. So yeah, just. Wish him all the best. Hope he has the best retirement ever because mm. he deserves it. Absolutely, yeah. Great sin from, from Jimmy Martin. Right, so looking ahead, Everton play Sporting Lisbon at Goodison Park on Saturday, the last pre-season game. Sporting Lisbon, decent outfit, good team, European powerhouse in reality, a huge club in Portugal. You expecting a tough game? Yeah, it'd be a very, very difficult game. Um, that's what you want, pre-season game. I think I spoke with Lee. They've got a 
good coach in Amadim. I think he's a really, really good up and coming young manager that a lot of clubs have looked out have looked at him in the last few years and he's still at sporting, if I'm not wrong. They've got a good set of players. They've obviously signed Gokares, who we had been high, uh, linked with for a lot of time. We've watched him for a while, especially yeah. Especially since, since uh, the, the January window. Marcus Edward, obviously a young winger, very talented, very skillful. Uh, got a few good centre-halves, but we, we need to just be at the top of our game so we can prepare the best we can for Fulham. Again, I don't really care about the results or... The performance you obviously always want to perform well because it brings confidence, but it's all about for me getting minutes to Dominic Carver Lewin again because that's right now my main worry in the preseason. Will Dominic Carver Lewin be available for Fulham? I think I've, I have already said this, but all these preseason games right now are to get the squad fit and ready for that for that Fulham game, and especially our number nine, Dominic. Mm, absolutely, yeah. As long as everyone's fit and firing for that Fulham game, then we're happy. But before we go, one player that is not training with the Everton team at the moment is that of Damari Gray. Everton in talks with Fulham over Damari Gray's future. Deutsch doesn't, like we said on media roundups, Deutsch doesn't really fancy Damari Gray in reality. And Gray is reasonably happy to leave the football club. There's almost a respectful agreement between the two. Gray kind of is open to, to leaving the football club. He's probably not really a Deutsch player. Again, with Damari Gray, how much would you want for him? I think anything over 10, 11 million is probably a very good deal for Everton, considering that they paid 1.5 million to bring him in from from Bayer Leverkusen a few years ago on the Rafa Benitez. So, yeah, I think that'll be a lot of a, a large chunk of profit for the profit and sustainability books for the financial fair play, mm-hmm. for the accounts, the financial year. So, it'll be something that's very, very good for, for us financially. However, I wouldn't let him go until. There is someone coming in. I was in just about him. to say that. I was just about to say that, mate. Are you comfortable with him going before we've brought somebody in? No, because we, we saw that with Gordon, and I remember we had a, a chat about this the other day. Financially, it was a perfect deal for Everton. Mm. For, on the football on the footballing side, it, it could really cost us. I know a lot of people didn't really like him. He was having an awful season, mm. really. But when he left, he was, our, he was our, I think he had the most goals for us in the league. I know he only had three or four, but... Yeah. That's how that's how poor for goals we were looking. So yeah, um, and someone needs to be in before the Mary Gray is allowed to leave, and I think that is the plan according to obviously certain media reports. Someone to come in before the Mary Gray mm. is allowed to leave to Fulham. Mm. And there we go. Pre-season is coming to an end, mate. It finishes Saturday, and then the real business starts. In the meantime, take care. Keep an eye on all our social media channels for all the latest news coming out of Goodison Park and Finch Farm. In the meantime, take care. All the very best. Thank you. Thank you.